Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, the Purple e-invoicing system automates and secures transactions such as e-invoicing between government bodies and their suppliers, while also allowing businesses to improve cash flow, get paid on time and to reduce the risk of cyber fraud. However, although e-invoicing is due to become mandatory for many businesses by 2024, there's a lack of awareness about the system and its subsequent usage is low amongst Irish SMEs. Ken Halpin from Seltrino joins us now to discuss e-invoicing and how businesses can prepare for it. Ken, before we discuss e-invoicing, I'd like to hear about your company, Seltrino. Good morning, Carolyn. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk to you. I set up Seltrino 32 years ago with an Irish company based in Dublin, and we serve over 700 Irish uh, companies at the moment. We specialise in helping companies uh, bring efficiencies to the way they do business. The reason I've asked you to join us on this morning's show is to discuss e-invoicing. Centrino recently commissioned a report in this area, which was published by Behaviours and Attitudes. But what was the reason for commissioning the report, Ken? Okay, well, that's a very good question. So essentially, uh, the, uh, we commissioned the report because we've been, we've been active uh, as a service provider working with the Irish government to put an infrastructure in place to facilitate a secure e-invoicing. And the Irish government has ensured that all its public sector bodies are now set up and ready to go. And there was this expectation that the suppliers or SMEs would, would come clamouring, if you like, to start participating in the network because the benefits are really well established. And those benefits include faster payments, more secure exchange of documents and less time chasing money so that they have more time to develop their businesses. However, uh, th- that sort of growth or take-up by SMEs never never actually manifested. And we commissioned this survey to see if we could find out why. So the survey results uh, highlighted the fact there's a very low awareness of the existence of uh, this network it's the European network, but it's here in Ireland, and that there is low awareness of how it could be used for e-invoicing. However, there was a very high appreciation of the benefits that, that would derive from participation and use of the network. And Ken, why in your opinion is there so much of a lack of awareness around this? In a lot of countries, there's been a uh, much more proactive effort on, on the parts of industry and on the parts of the government to communicate and educate the, 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 the business community. And that so far hasn't really taken place in Ireland. So Ken, talk to us about Pepple and its origins. Yeah, Pepple has been around for more than 10 years. It, it sort of began life in 2008, but it really got going in 2012. We joined as a, a founder member then. It's, an, it's, a, it's a not-for-profit organisation based in Brussels, has about four, it's owned and controlled by the members of over 500 uh, members in the association. It's a mix of service providers such as ourselves, governments and uh, end users. So it's really, we like the way it's governed, we like the way it's open and the way it's very uh, 
responses, if you like. It supports uh, lots of different procurement documents, including invoices and, and orders, and has most recently been adopted by, by Japan and uh, used in Singapore, Australia, and, and New Zealand, for example. But what we think about it is that the, up to now, there hasn't been this open, accessible uh, network in place that companies could use and be confident that the, the information they exchange will be secure and can be trusted. And the, the, the network itself has the type of security that you get when you, when you use your app to log on to the bank these days. So they've thought of everything very well. They thought it all through very well strategically and they put all the building blocks in place. And now it's just a matter of uh, companies becoming aware of it and then there'll be no, no moving back, I think. Ken, in your opinion, will people become mandatory for all businesses when they're transacting with other businesses and also with government going forward? Yes, that's the, been the, the practice the, in, in other countries is that uh, uh, for different reasons, but uh, initially it was uh, countries said, OK, well, we'll, we'll mandate our uh, suppliers to, the, to the, the government sector to, to adopt it because they thought that this was a, a way of just sort of spreading knowledge, spreading the experience and that type of thing. And then once that had happened, that uh, they would mandate it across the whole of industry and indeed extend it to the, the business consumer side of things. What they found was that actually the, that uh, country felt that that found in practice that that that, that the, those multi-step approach took too long and they, 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 they generally sort of man, uh, have been mandating it for business to business and business to government. And that's the way, because once you start where an invoice sent to a government, an invoice sent to your trading partner down the road or an invoice now sent anywhere in Europe is all the same. And that's great because it means that it's very easy for companies now to bid for win work in any part of, of Europe and knowing that they'll get a standardised produce order and they'll be able to send a standardised invoice, which makes doing business a lot cheaper for those that, that, that want to reach, uh, reach other parts of Europe for a customer base. And what timelines can SMEs expect e-invoicing to become mandatory within? Okay, it last, uh, now it was early this year, the European Parliament asked the European Commission to prepare a directive that uh, to mandate all, uh, all countries to introduce uh, uh, e-invoicing by uh, the end of 2022, no, 2023, should I say, or early 2024. Is the purpose of the invoicing also with a view to clamping down on the black market and maybe tax and VAT avoidance? Yeah, that, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, The, the studies uh, commissioned by the European Commission uh, suggest that there is 146 billion uh, euro of lost taxes sort of out there in the EU. And of course, governments are under a lot of pressure after COVID and, um, and the current uh, energy crisis and all of that. So they need revenues in which to pay for the services. So it seemed like it was only, uh, it, it makes sense to focus on, on those companies that weren't paying their fair share. So what they, 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 they saw that a digital invoice, an electronic invoice, 
that contains uh, uh, the statement of all the VAT is, is a very is a very useful tool and provides a very transparent view of uh, who's spending invoices, what the tax component of that is, and it's very clear for the because there has been an issue that uh, many companies were issuing uh, VAT invoices but holding on to the VAT obviously isn't, isn't right. So this is a, a means by which uh, the transparency of, of having the information in digital format is available and they have this initiative called continuous tax control which is actually going to for, for all its SMEs and SMEs across Europe is actually going to simplify the uh, VAT reporting because it'll all be done automatically for them and it'll all be based on the invoices that they set in the field. It's going to, they have a real focus on, on simplifying uh, the, the whole VAT reported process for estimates for across Europe. I think it's a good idea. And I suppose early adopters to the use of PayPal for e-invoicing were in relation to cross-border traders. So what feedback have you got from them and what benefits did they see from it? What they found, and what is like a lot of a lot of uh, like say the Netherlands, for example, if you were trying to win a public sector contract over there, it's mandatory that you be enabled for e-invoicing. And what they found, what uh, companies have found, is that the, the as I said, the invoices that they send to a government authority in in, in the Netherlands is the same as they might be sending to a hospital in Scandinavia or whatever. That it once their system is enabled for it, it's very easy. They have a huge market of 500 million uh, people that they can actually uh, the businesses they can the, in the, those economies that they can target, and they don't have to change anything. So in effect, they have uh, they don't have to worry about the different tax laws and uh, vagrancies, if you like, uh, uh, of the different the, the different sectors. And indeed, there's now a, a, a PEPL international invoice which, allow, which will allow them to send invoices to Australia or Japan or whatever it is without having to worry about uh, it's, a different VAT, it's a different system called GSP over there rather than VAT. But the thing is, it simplifies, it standardizes, it just makes doing business easier. So can we expect that the transition to e-invoicing here in Ireland will start with government procured contracts? That is, uh, yeah, that is the is actually the, the the strategy that the Irish government adopted. Now, I haven't uh, like uh, we haven't seen uh, how this. Well, we we haven't seen we haven't like government uptake of e-invoicing in Ireland in terms of dealing with the, the, the Irish government has been low. Now, there's some ex, uh, extenuating circumstances I mentioned in relation to COVID and other, and other emergencies that have to be dealt with. But by and large, uh, the, 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 the public sector bodies haven't at this stage from what we can see, some of them have, some of them haven't. I think the HSE has, for example, have started to to put that into their contracts. But it is the case that it, uh, you know it's it's going to be man- whether whether they like it or not, it's going to be mandatory at at some point in the relatively near future. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's coming soon. And Ken, for businesses that want to know more about both PayPal and the invoicing. How can Celtrino be of assistance to them? Sure. Well, 
Well, we we'd love to uh, we'd love to uh, field any calls, any inquiries. There is uh, we have lots of information on our website, seltrino dot com. But there's there's plenty of people in the company that are uh, quite expert in the whole area of purple with a lot of experience in it. And uh, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of information now out there on the web. So, but yeah, we're very happy to to demonstrate, to talk to people, show them how uh, how they can get going and help them on that journey. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ken Halpin from Seltrino, and I'd like to thank Ken for sharing his insights about e-invoicing with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.